Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello and welcome to another edition of Taekwondo Life Magazine Live. We are a member of the Believe Sports Network. Believe is the number one sports and podcast network for professionals. My name is Mark Sirianis. I'm your host. I'm a third Don Black Belt, and I'm the editor-in-chief of Taekwondo Life Magazine. This is the first episode we are recording in 2021. It is not the first episode that will be released in 2021 because we recorded a few weeks in advance, but it is the first episode we are recording in 2021. We had the opportunity, not in preview form, but with everybody else, to view, to binge watch the 10-episode release on January 1st of Cobra Kai Season 3. The Ralph Macchio, William Zabka, um, Martin Cove, Elizabeth Shue Karate Kid series that started out on YouTube and made its way to the Netflix platform. So this is a little look, some spoilers, but by the time you hear this, you probably would have heard these spoilers elsewhere. A look at season three, a look at what the show is about and the impact of the show on martial arts enrollment and training. Please be sure to like and subscribe us everywhere that podcasts can be heard, on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and of course, on the Believe.com or Believe.com on the Believe Sports and Podcast Network. Thank you. Happy New Year. And I hope you enjoy the program. Happy New Year and welcome to 2021 here at Taekwondo Life Magazine. Well, on January 1st, as much anticipated, as much promised, the new season of Cobra Kai Season 3 dropped on Netflix. In Netflix style, unlike uh, other services like Disney Plus or Hulu, the entire 10 episodes all dropped at once, which makes it better for those folks who like to binge watch these programs. We did a prior review of the Cobra Kai series when it came to Netflix. Our review is called, if you want to check it out, Cobra Kai, is Cobra Kai worth watching? Cobra Kai, for a little bit of the history, for those who don't know what it is, is the original YouTube series that was created by Will Smith and William Zapka. It had two seasons. It was the flagship property of YouTube Premium. Uh, it did a lot to generate interest and subscriptions for the YouTube service. However, YouTube made a decision, I think probably due to the competitive nature and profitability, that they were going to be no longer in the game of making original products, original programming, and Netflix jumped in and purchased it and has continued the series. The series takes up. It is a continuation of the famous Karate Kid, the original Karate Kid series with Ralph Macchio, William Zabka, Pat Morita, 
uh, not the Jackie Chan and uh, Will Smith, Jada Pinkett Smith um, version of The Karate Kid, which took place years later. This series, uh, we were pleasantly surprised by a number of aspects of the original two seasons. The season takes place, or the series takes place, from the perspective of, which is why it's called Cobra Kai, of the Johnny Lawrence character. It follows his character. Uh, It is a different take. The original John Edelson movie is very black and white. It focused on Ralph Macchio and Pat Morita as good, the symbol of good, and Cobra Kai, Johnny Lawrence, John Kreese as the symbols of bad. Cobra Kai takes a much more multidimensional approach. It comes from the approach of Johnny Lawrence, and we see not that Johnny Lawrence is necessarily good, but that he's more complex, he's more human. We get into some backstory in the first two seasons, and we get into some backstory and we get into a little look at Ralph Macchio and the fact that he is not necessarily all black and white. We see that he perhaps has developed some arrogance, some hubris, uh, that he is a somewhat flawed character. I think I had written in my original review that for me, uh, somebody who did enjoy The Karate Kid when it came out, that uh, conceptualizing a film or a series on The Karate Kid basis that would not have Pat Morita, obviously due to his passing, as a central character or as a star would probably not live up to the hype because, in my opinion, that is the strength, the real strength of the original film. I was pleasantly surprised they did a, and have continued to do, uh, loving and um, sensible tributes to Pat Morita, to Mr. Miyagi, but I think the strength is that Ralph Macchio, who is a very two-dimensional character um, and not a phenomenal actor, is not the centerpiece of the series. As I said, it's William Zopka and now an entire new generation of young stars. The first two seasons were, were very enjoyable. They were very engaging. They had a decent amount of martial arts. They had a decent amount of philosophy, and it had a lot of heart. I enjoyed it. One of the things I enjoyed most about it, which continues into season three, is the fact that Cobra Kai doesn't take itself too seriously. It is corny. It is silly. Uh, It is not necessarily believable, but it is in on the gag. The producers, the writers, the actors are in on the, the gag. They understand it, and they have constructed a foundation based on the Karate Kid series that offers you nostalgia, that offers you a lot of what was good about the original, and offers you something new and interesting. Now, character-wise, there are a whole series of new young characters, new generation, but again, the foundation of the show is around William Zopka's Johnny Lawrence, around Ralph Macchio and his new family, his new wife, who uh, his wife in the show is played by Courtney Hennigler. I I think I just butchered her name, but she's phenomenal in it. Martin Cove comes back as Sensei Kreese, the head of Cobra Kai, the original head founder of Cobra Kai. Um, His character is a little bit 
less multidimensional perhaps than the others, but they do create a backstory for him. Uh, he's very good in the role, very easy to, to hate. And in Series 3, I think uh, for those who, who haven't heard yet, um, this is going to be a spoiler, but the first two seasons had really foreshadowed the potential return of Elizabeth Shue, who was, for those who really remember the original movie, was basically the the basis upon which the tension between Zabka, Johnny Lawrence, and Ralph Macchio was founded. It was founded on their their love for this young girl, a dynamic of new kid versus existing bully, the dynamic of rich kid, which happened to be Johnny Lawrence, against poor kid with a heart, Ralph Macchio, and Elizabeth Shue was at the center of their competition and controversy. Well, things have changed a lot in this, in that Johnny Lawrence is now the quote-unquote poor kid, and Ralph Macchio is the country club rich kid, and Elizabeth Shue makes a fitting and storied return to the series. And I think that she's well utilized in it. Um, She certainly has great screen presence. She is a delight to watch on screen. I think people have really been excited about it, and I think they will not be disappointed. I don't want to give away more than that by her return to the series. So let's take a look quickly at uh, Series 3. It did drop. I did watch the entire thing. I binge watched it. I'd like to say that I binge watched it for the purposes of this program, although I have to be honest that I did enjoy it. It was not difficult to binge watch. The episodes, I think somebody had said to me that I know very well. One of the strengths of it as well is that it's contained in 30-minute episodes, uh, which are all very digestible and all very watchable. Uh, The soundtrack is very good. It is highly enjoyable to watch. And I think that you root for the characters, both good and bad. And you see that there's a little bit of complexity to the, to the characters, despite the fact that they are corny. One thing that is a fact, uh, it's not a matter of my personal opinion. I have spoken to and I have seen the statistics on enrollments. As all of you know, we are still coming at the end of um, a long period of pandemic. Many martial arts schools have been closed. Uh, Many martial arts schools have struggled with enrollment. And yet, despite that, despite that, interest among teen and young viewers in the Cobra Kai series has helped to improve and increase interest in martial arts training. Now, for Taekwondo, those of us obviously were in the Taekwondo world, uh, the show is founded around karate. Uh, It's founded around different styles of karate. You have Miyagi-Do, and of course, you have Cobra Kai. However, for students that are interested in training locally, it has generated interest, tryouts, um, new signups in the Taekwondo world, and for that, we are very grateful. That is not dissimilar to what occurred in upon the release of The Karate Kid. Uh, If you were to speak to folks and look at the modern history of martial arts enrollment in the United States, the first wave, which was largely adult because of the limitations of training at that time, came during the release and the passing, the passing of Bruce Lee and the release of Enter the Dragon. Interest in martial arts training in the United States was at a point of no return at that point. And then 
in the 80s when the Karate Kid, particularly when the first Karate Kid came out, uh, interest in children's programs and the evolution of children's programs around the Karate Kid was phenomenal. There have been other peaks and valleys, Power Rangers, uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, things of that nature. But in terms of realistic or relatively realistic types of programming that have involved or engaged the hearts and minds of young people to encourage them to train in the martial arts and Taekwondo, Cobra Kai has been the first thing that has done that since The Karate Kid. And I think you have a uh, number of factors that came together in that. Number one is simply timing. Uh, We have uh, children that are home more, consuming more TV, consuming more TV um, due to the pandemic, uh, more programming, looking for things to watch, looking for things of interest. Second of all, of course, is the power of Netflix. Um, I think that while Cobra Kai met with some success on YouTube, YouTube simply just didn't have the market penetration to excite people in the way or affect people or impact people in the way that Netflix has. Netflix is a staple in, in households. It's on people's phones. It's on their TVs. Netflix has got a strong budget. It's got a strong marketing budget, and it has a strong production budget. And therefore, in purchasing and in continuing the saga, it did a lot to get the awareness of Cobra Kai out to the public, and that is one of the things that we've seen. And I think the other aspect of it is simply positive uh, programming. It's a positive show. Uh, it 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 takes a lot of the misconceptions that people have about martial arts, um, classic misconceptions that martial arts is just about teaching people to fight, teaching people to be a bully, and transforms them very simply into talking about the things that we focus on in the dojang, that the proper application for martial arts is to help people to build self-courage, self-defense, dignity, and respect for one another. I think it's very interesting that as I see the, the students that are signing up now that have been encouraged and excited by the Cobra Kai series, that most of them are next generation. In other words, none of them were original viewers of the original Karate Kid. Um, I'm sure most of them, their parents watched the Karate Kid, but for them, they probably either never heard of it or had heard of it and never seen it. Because it really is sort of a dated 80s, um, you know, post-Rocky style movie for kids. And while it was very, very popular, I'm not sure that it in and of itself, the message of it may have aged well. But the look of it, the style of it, the music of it, the fashion of it may not have aged that well. So these kids that are that are interested in it, that are excited about it, that that know about Danny LaRusso and Cobra Kai are all kids that have come to it basically since Netflix has revitalized the project. The fighting in the third season is good. Um, There's some adult fighting. There's some kid fighting. I think that probably not enough of it, which is probably just a product of the time and budget necessary. I'm sure that the show is, is still, even though it's shot on Netflix, is shot on a relatively tight budget. There's a lot of kids that need to be trained because the fight scenes, very much like the first and second season, there are some big over-the-top fight scenes. Um, and I think that their their Simon Rhee, I know, was very involved in in 
the fight choreography, but that most of those people don't have a significant fighting background. I know William Zopka trained from the Karate Kid and continued. Ralph Macchio seems to have not significantly enhanced his uh, martial arts skills. And the kids that are involved do have some decent techniques, but I don't believe that they're all picked because of their martial arts training. They were picked because of their acting and they've been trained as martial artists. So I think the weakness probably of the third season is that it's a little light on the good fight scenes, but I expect that that will change. Again, a spoiler, but no secret. Um, Clearly, we've heard that there's going to be multiple seasons of the Cobra Kai that Netflix is going to produce. This season made it very, very clear. It led up to and a big discussion about the revitalized All Valley Karate Tournament, which was the foundation of the original Karate Kid. And at the end of the series, we have not gotten there. So we would expect that season four will involve a lot of fight sequences in the in the All Valley Karate Tournament, but probably more significantly, hopefully, some decent training sequences uh, leading up to that, the All Valley. The strength of the series... The strength of season three continues to be William Zabka, likable, multidimensional, good acting. Elizabeth Shue, of course, highly watchable, very, very good in the series, good homage to the old, um, good evolution to the new. The kids, all of the kids I happen to find to be very engaging, very likable, even the quote-unquote bad guys, but all still very likable, all very fun to watch. I particularly get a kick out of... um, the actor who plays young Dimitri, who's sort of a intellectual, trying to find his way, like all of these kids, between the, the, the various dojangs, of which there are now three to choose from. It's not just Cobra Kai, it's Eagle Fang, Cobra Kai, and Miyagi-Do. But I, again, the strength, I think, is in the characters. They do a good job in this with tying the current storyline into Daniel LaRusso, Ralph Macchio's return to Mr. Miyagi's village in Japan. I think the episodes surrounding that are engaging, interesting, an interesting look at the characters today, an interesting look back at the Karate Kid Part 2, less liked, less popular perhaps than the Karate Kid, and probably the last Karate Kid movie that was decent. The ones after that were probably virtually unwatchable up until the Will Smith one. But I think they do a very good job of tying in and paying good tribute to Mr. Miyagi, to Pat Morita, uh, and to the Karate Kid Part 2 in the episodes surrounding the return to Japan. It also is a good look at changes in the Far East, even from the time of the Karate Kid. You know, the 80s, perhaps uh, Japan was starting to find its economic strength, particularly in car industry, the rise of Toyota, the rise of Honda, the rise of Acura for the United States. But now some things have changed, some things have timed out, and Ralph Macchio's return to explore his roots and deal with his elements of his business give a good opportunity to take a look at Japan very much similar to the struggles of Korea, of balancing tradition and Eastern philosophy and Eastern culture with Western 
mercantilism, Western commercialism, Western retailism. So that's a not a strong theme, but it is an interesting theme for me. Uh, I thought it added a little bit more dimension to the Cobra Kai series and to the characters. So I do recommend Cobra Kai. I think it is enjoyable. Certainly, if you liked season one and two, you certainly will like season three. Um, you do not need to have a great understanding of the Karate Kid to enjoy it, although perhaps it would help to go back and watch it. My one hesitation is that to some degree, I think in trying to find their place, the one area that's a little bit difficult is that I know a lot of the adults will enjoy it, but the language is a little bit probably not PG, more of a PG-13 language. Um, which which may make parents a little bit less likely to have their young kids watch it. Um, from the standpoint, while I normally wouldn't even comment on this, but from the standpoint of a parental guidance, there's no particular nudity or sexuality um, to be concerned about, very much like the Karate Kid. However, I would say language is probably the biggest issue, you know, in terms of probably trying to connect with today's contemporary. So that's something that as a parent, you may want to um, guide your kid along with. Additionally, I also think it's important. I think the message is important and wouldn't want it to be lost. Um, you see all of these kids learning the martial arts and fighting each other and hurting each other. And hopefully that message is taken in context that that is the wrong application of the martial arts, not the right application of the martial arts. While I happen to be a great believer that the strength of the series lies in the evolution of Johnny Lawrence and William Zopka, I think the message of the little more pure and simple message of Miyagi-Do that martial arts is for self-defense is one that shouldn't be lost on parents, on instructors, and on the children that are watching. So I would love to hear your feedback on Cobra Kai. We will certainly be there for season four. Uh, we, we provided a review called Cobra Kai Season 3 Drops on Netflix. Really spoiler-free, very simple um, look at the 10 episodes that have dropped in 2021. Hope you enjoy it. Look forward to hearing your feedback and look forward to covering more martial arts programming with you throughout this great and successful year. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.